0: Morning, Eugene.
1: Hey, good morning.
0: So, tell me, do you want to be famous? Sort of? Really? Tell me more. (laughs) So,
1: I have, like, two, um, like, sources of information about this. (laughs) One was a, a book by Hank Green, who's, like, a YouTuber, and he wrote two novels about, like, sort of how people go through fame and deal with it and another is some like ted talk type thing where it was like a computer science guy that wanted to be known in his field and the argument was if you're good at what you do you should share it you should take credit you should like be an authority and there's nothing wrong with like being an expert in your field and being recognized and sort of championing that forward as opposed to what you think of celebrity of hey this person is famous because they do crazy stuff and people want to watch so i guess the the nuance is what do you want to be famous for and then the other the other side of it is like if you tweet something no one cares and if you tweet something and you get 10,000 likes those tend to be people that like you. But if you tweet something and you get 500,000 likes, you're guaranteed that all of that, like, comments that you get are bad. Because at some point you outgrow your audience. So where people that don't follow you see your content out of context. And that's where people, like, fall into trouble. where there's no context, and people start being mean to you on the internet because they don't know you. So you have to... Like I think it's good to be famous for the right reasons in your circles. I think it's bad to outgrow your audience so that your reach is larger than your audience.
0: Um, I, well, here's the thing. So what you're talking about is is really less about... I mean, yes, you're right, people take you can take your stuff out of context, people who don't follow you, for example. But um, I think it has more to do with you not being someone's cup of tea. And, you know, a lot of f- famous educators and famous training professionals like Amy Porterfield, Stu McLaren, every, everyone almost who has done some sort of education or some sort of promotion for their Trainings or courses or whatever it may be, talk about um, kind of this ideal customer avatar, um, ICA notion, and um, the the kind of the the core of this of this notion or this word or whatever is that when you develop a certain product or service. You always have to keep this one person in mind. And the reason is that it it allows you to have consistent messaging around your product, your all of your marketing, and you will get other people. You will get peripheral buyers. You'll get peripheral followers who are not your ideal customer avatar, but um, those who are close or whatever, but at least you're consistent and you're not trying to be everything to everyone. So when you're putting out content and, and you get hate, you know, hate stuff, um, I think it's normal. And, you know, this, this woman that I follow, Amy Porterfield, um, she actually talks about, you know, she knows for sure what her ICA is, but she says, you know, she mentioned in one of the Facebook lives that I've attended something about like how she got her first hate uh, messages, messages, or whatever, whatever happened there, um, and she was like, "It hurt," but you know, I realized that it, it she just, that person was just not her ICA it was just not you know not her cup of tea, and and you kind of and I kind of connect to that because like for example, you know there there is this <laughs> sort of a competitor quote unquote, I don't remember his last name Adam something. He's a tax attorney or whatever tax. He's an attorney, but he's like doing tax and business and stuff. And he like, he has a book out and it's called on F your business. So like there are people who have this style of communication um, or this, every person has their own style. And this guy curses like, you know what I mean? Even on the cover of his book. Um, So I don't connect to people like that. I like, I don't dig, you know, Fred Buddies uh, cursing and drinking beer. I don't, you know what I mean? Like, so I connect more to women um, who are caring and, and whatever. But, I mean, there's certainly, I mean, I'm sure he has a lot of followers and he's sort of famous in his own little circle. And, um, you know, and so I think that it has, you you are inevitably, you will inevitably get those hate messages and ha- hate whatever dislikes or whatever whatever it may be like on youtube you can get a dislike or something um but i think that it's inevitable um as part of kind of growth and, and stuff
1: yeah so i mean i agree you should focus on like what you're trying to do and with influence with getting famous like this idea is sort of new. These like internet famous people it it's relatively new and it's strange because before celebrities had just like one outlet movies, TV, books, right? It was like three. Yeah. Radio. I don't know. But (laughs) but now I follow people that have tens of millions of views, tens of millions of subscribers, super famous people by the numbers that you've never heard of. And every, every day I see some like video from a person that has crazy views and I've never heard of them. So we're also like segmented. So the people that I follow are very different from the people that you follow. And like that celebrity, Oh, everyone knows who I don't know. Tom Hanks is. I don't, yeah, maybe, maybe I know who Tom Hanks is, but I don't follow traditional media that closely. but I follow people that are bigger, that have more Twitter followers that have more YouTube views than, you know, insert your celebrity or insert your like favorite talk show. But you don't know them. So we're like in these split uh, like audiences, split like groups. And that's not bad. And I think the trouble is once... Like, once my person that I follow does something big enough that it reaches you, you get to be mad about this person without, like, knowing, oh, he said a bad word, he's a bad person, we should write articles about him. But, like, you're not his demo, you're not his audience. Why are you commenting... Yeah, but he's famous and they deserve it. So (laughs) it... And, like, I'm coming at from, like, a media... Like, I have, I guess, now a background in, like, media and advertising. And I think about that a lot. And it is very on purpose. You have to be intentional with what you're doing. And you almost have to anticipate problems and then have solutions for, okay, what happens if I get... Let's call it too famous, or I leak out of my bubble. <laughs> and, like, I guess a really good down to earth example is if you go see a comedian or like a music performance, almost everyone in that stage is a fan because they paid to see this person. Sure, you have like spouses or whatever that, you know, hate you for bringing them. But if you go see a show, the audience wants you like, They want you to to succeed. And if you make a mistake and you feel bad about it, they don't care. They're there for you. They paid money to watch you succeed. But if this clip gets on Twitter and it's like a two-minute section where you say something off-color about some group that's now triggered, what do you do? (laughs) Because your audience liked it, but your audience is so much smaller than... The 20 million people that saw your one viral clip and now they're all upset and you're canceled. So it's complicated, but I think that the, I think what you're talking about, where you want to be good in your field, you want to succeed, you have this target, you know, prototype viewer or audience member. I think that's great. And I think that if you're good at, you know, tax or business, and you want to pursue this communication route where, Hey, I want to be better at communicating so that not only am I a good professional, I'm also a good communicator. And I'm like this pillar of, uh, I don't know, like I'm like an expert in this field and an authority. You do need to get good at communication and you do need to grow your audience because that's part of your specialty now. And I think it's great. I think that if you're a tax expert and, You get, you know, millions of people following your tax advice. It's on you to become a better communicator and think about all that media stuff. But, you know, if your content's good and people like it and you are an authority, I think it's great if you have more viewers.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, um, so I think we're, I guess talking about two different or actually I think there's actually three different maybe two or three different kinds of famous famous that are like you just say a name like you said Tom Hanks and then everybody knows who that is um but like um would you and then there's I guess the second type of famous which is more niche famous or niche uh famous (laughs) um kind of in their field or a certain demographic or psychographic or whatever it is. Um, so if you were, if you could choose, which one would you be?
1: I don't, I don't know. The, the people that I really like that I follow they're like the style is pretty clear. It's like two or three guys talking on a podcast and they're just regular people that have normal jobs and they're just like entertaining. And I like hearing conversations between these people. And that's the sort of famous that I can relate to where I'm not really doing anything to be famous. Like I have a job, I have opinions and people look forward to hearing my opinions on, you know, whatever it is that I'm talking about but not famous for some viral clip. So like I want a more intimate audience that like knows me as opposed to like sees a viral clip and now they have a bad association.
0: (laughs) That's interesting. Okay. So you want to be sort of more like niche famous, right? So like Like I want to have internet.
1: (laughs) Okay.
0: When you walk into a coffee shop, you don't want to like be harassed, but then, but then when you kind of, um, go to a conference, you would want to be kind of recognized and respected and stuff. Right.
1: I want to have like internet friends basically. And like, if I wear a podcast shirt and I go to a coffee shop, I want someone to be like, Oh, Hey, cool podcast. (laughs) And ideally I'm not even sure that I want this, but let's say that like I follow a, a fair group of these like podcasters, internet people that I like. And I think that I could be friends with them. It's weird to say, cause like they are just regular people and it would be cool if I could like do a show that was similar enough that they started listening to the show or I was like funny on Twitter and they started following me. So, like, it's like a weird celebrity where it's not a lot of people. It's like pretty, pretty doable. If you're similar to this person that has internet friends, you could be internet friends with people. And then those people get together and those meetups are, you know, smallish. So, yeah, I, I think I just want to have internet friends and not like have a famous YouTube channel or something. Why not? Uh, Like, I don't think about it. I wouldn't, like, I haven't haven't thought about it. I haven't done anything to it, but if I interact with enough people on Twitter or Facebook, and I don't, because like, I'm not super interested in getting like a following, but I think it'd be cool if if I just had more internet friends, people that I don't know in real life, but that we like go back and forth on Twitter once a week over some funny meme. That's, and then like, if enough people think that our interactions are funny, maybe I can have a, like a podcast or something with this other person that I don't really know in person, but just we interact on the internet and now we're closer friends. That's, that's what I think of when I'm like, Hey, you want to be famous? Like, yeah, sure. (laughs) Like, you know, if I do like a talk at some QA conference,
0: (laughs) the (laughs) the thing is that there is this whole world. I was just at a conference yesterday and um, uh, virtual, it wasn't a conference. It was like more like a media event. And they invited a couple of uh, podcasters that have like, I think one of them has like 50,000 followers. The other one has like 250,000 followers and another one has like 25,000 or whatever. Um, so they're famous podcasters and, and this, this, you know, they were sharing their kind of how they got to, to grow this much and whatever. So it's interesting that like, it's actually cool. Once they've gotten to that point and I, I don't know how long it took them to get there. I think it was about one of them said something about two or three years, um, of doing it consistently and kind of not giving up and stuff, which I kind of, I was like, okay, so that kind of makes sense. You know, like that's how you, you kind of have a topic and, and basically keep recording, um, uh, for that topic kind of different angles or whatever. Overall topic is fine. It doesn't have to be super specific, but it's just interesting. I mean, there are kind of famous and they are, you know, I, but before yesterday, I didn't know who they were.
1: <laughs> right. And that's that's what like more that appeals to me. Just like keep doing your thing, and then maybe someone pays attention. Where the opposite happens in you know traditional media, where you try to get famous, where you know you like because in media we have all sorts of words for it, and like you establish your target demo, and you do market research on what those people like, and you try to be relevant. And there's like certain events that you have to go to because that demo is always there. I know too much about media, but I don't want that. That's dumb. Like, I don't want media to be my thing, but
0: I don't know. I want want to offer a different perspective on media. I mean, I kind of was skeptical about media before, before I kind of got into this world of authorship or whatever. Um, But um um I was at this event I don't remember a couple of months ago I guess and um this person was telling a story about this cosmetics line um it's not it Cos- it cosmetics it's something else uh but some cream some natural organic some whatever stuff and this woman who founded the company she was trying to get into Sephora um because Sephora is one of the you know biggest chains, and they would order a lot and stuff like that. So uh, she went to, the, to some conference, and she like was following this authority, Um, one of Sephora's, I guess, either close people or influential people with Sephora, or maybe it was an executive. I'm not really sure, hundred percent, but basically at this event, they could kind of connect it, and and you know with this woman and. He, in this uh woman who was trying to get into Sephora, she asked this other person, this influencer, or whatever, like you know how do I get my products into Sephora?" and she was like, "You need media, you need mentions because Sephora looks at you know these emerging companies that are being mentioned everywhere, so just just the fact that you are in media gives you that authority status or builds it builds the authority status." So that's, you know, it's a different perspective from what you just described.
1: I mean, you're, you're more talking like, how do I sell my thing to this store? And like, Which is, yeah, a lot of it is you want someone to like partner with you. They, they need you to provide a benefit to them. And they might seem like the big company with all the money and they're going to sign you and, you're going to become successful. But in reality, they're the ones that are benefiting more from having your thing. So how do you get into Sephora? You have to think about, okay, how do I provide enough value to Sephora for them to have my product? Because that's what that executive wants. He needs to pitch it and be confident that if we have your thing here, it'll benefit us and yeah if it benefits you great but they don't care so like partnering with bigger labels bigger companies like you should be suspicious because they're doing what's in their best interest and they don't care about you
0: yeah i agree you
1: know, see classic music industry where all those like artists got scammed basically by the labels because well their contracts were in the favor of the larger company. The rich get richer.
0: Yeah. And that's okay. That's the, the rich are the ones who pay our donations. I mean, it's this, you know, it's a great topic for another conversation, but the poor um, or the, the middle class, well, the middle class is different because it's like a range, but the rich are the ones who donate a lot of money um, for, you know, for charitable purposes. And if you don't have the rich, it's, um, there's nobody to really support the research and other causes that need to be supported. So it's not a conversation. It's a but-
1: more controversial statement that I think that you quite realize, but we'll take it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, okay. So, um, <clears throat> so I guess, um, like my opinion is I would love to be famous in my field as an author, as a, as a, I guess, tax and accountant expert, whatever <clears throat> numbers expert actually. And, um, uh, but not kind of famous so that you walk into a coffee shop and everybody takes pictures of you kind of thing.
1: <laughs> and I just want to have some internet friends. <laughs> it's pretty, he- pretty low stakes. <laughs> I feel like I can do that today
0: interesting okay cool all right so great conversation i'll talk to you next time
1: yep see you